Hustle. It's 6 a.m. Rise and Shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Monday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Monday edition of The Grind. Excited to be in here as we're still making our way to the WKVL studios, Boone. And uh, alongside Booner, man, it's uh, it's another rainy morning. And, uh, and, and you know, I think we talked a little bit off the air just, just before. The roads are a lot, lot uh, less traveled this morning as 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 you know i I think it's finally kind of sinking in you know stay home i I think there's a little bit of that and and i hope if you're staying home you got your radio tuned on or you're listening listening back to the podcast but you you know it's it's one of those things i think a uh, a little bit of a burden now is worth uh worth a lot of clarity later uh if we can get this thing cleaned up as as uh the coronavirus has has kind of continue to impact different things tennessee sits now at 517 cases uh that's that's more than i think tripled in the last four or five days uh so it's one of those deals i think too as as confirmed cases come in you know that that doesn't mean they didn't have them four days ago it's just this stuff's asymptomatic for up to up to you know 14 days so um i think people need to understand that this thing's real and, and that you know yeah you may survive it but the people you get, you carry it to, and the people you share it with, uh, may not have that same good fortune. So, uh, again, take the precautions that's necessary. I've went over it several times, but but make sure you're washing your hands, sanitizing when you go into places, or just don't go into places. Find somebody that's that's going and kind of, you know, do the carpool thing. A lot of stores are are having limited hours, so uh, they're busy during those those limited hours. So. Uh, if you have to get out, just just use extreme caution. But you know, I wanted to kind of shed some light on kind of the worldwide look at things. You, you know, because I think you know people are like, well, we don't have as many deaths as China. Well, that's not entirely wrong. Uh, worldwide, there's three hundred and forty-one thousand five hundred and sixty cases uh, of the coronavirus. Um, Basically, worldwide, there's been nearly 14,800 deaths associated with this. China has 3,200 of them. Italy has near 5,500 of them. And the United States currently sits at uh, uh, 35,418 confirmed cases and 473 deaths. So uh, we're not the the leader in any, any stretch, China, Italy, are well ahead of us, but we're sitting there in 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 the third spot as uh, as the most cases. Which, when you have the number of people that we have, the the chances of us being in the high quantities pretty pretty much out there. But Boone, have you seen those videos of the, of the people from spring break? And, and if I get it, I get it. I'm just like I don't know that that's the way. I, I get the the sentiment. You know, people in uh, Florida and whatnot. Yeah, I get the sentiment in Miami. I get it that you, you know, you may want to, um, 
you may want to to have your fun or you may want to get out there and you're like, well, if I'm safe, if I get it, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I've done everything I can do. That's not the way they're carrying it. <laughs> they're, they're saying, I, I had this trip planned for two months. I spent a lot of money. I'm like, I just really hope that at that age I wasn't that naive. The mantra is be young, be foolish, but be happy. And they are. And they are. <laughs> and they are. But uh, I, I'll say this. I, a lot I just, of confidence in their immune system, Wayno. Well, Wouldn't and, you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm pretty confident in their immune system, to be quite honest with you. It's just, you know, when they get that and then they get back to town and they, they try to, to close up what they had done, you know, on spring break and they go to Granny's house, that's the one I'm worried about. Yeah, the contagiousness is it, it's unbelievable. I'm pleased people in Maryville are really taking it seriously. Um, it's kind of like uh, sometimes you get bored in life. You don't want to get bored. Maryville's drive around, you're not bored because, like we said earlier, you're looking at a totally different city. We look like we're one-third of the size we normally are. I was uh, checking things out in Food City, went in there and talked to my brothers Elijah and Landon. And uh, not terribly crowded in there. Got kind of an update from them. I saw a couple people with uh, the mask and the gloves. Well, you know, people are coming in and they're, they're hitting the potatoes, the bread, and the onions. Hmm. They're, they're just wiping them out. Sounds like they have certain recipes, buying certain food, soups. <laughs> it's probably some limitations that they've found because I know chicken's been gone for like a week now. Yeah. But uh, I, I went to Walmart, and you know that there's that little low cooler. It's not the, the one that, that kind of stacks up against the wall. It's the one out in the middle of the aisle. You know, it normally has like your Tyson, your your whatever, like the bag of like chicken nuggets and stuff. I have little boys, so that I frequent that area. And uh, it was, uh, let's just say, less than uh, stocked. It had uh, four bags of Tyson chicken that they had just put out, and people were picking them up. So, uh, yeah, I think there's there's definitely, like, home remedies. I think people are looking at the non-perishables. I know, I know Laura and I, you know, we keep, you know, the, the vegetables. We keep chili. We keep, uh, you know, some essential, like, non-perishables, tuna and stuff like that, just stuff we eat anyway, but... But we keep kind of a log of that that we're, you know, a couple weeks, if, if it ever came to the you must stay home regimen, uh, we're good shape. You know, we, we, as long as we've got running water, we can kind of do our thing. And, and honestly, I'm kind of combating that uh, in the fact that I'm kind of holding holding some water there. So uh, but it's not as bad, uh, according to Landon. Uh, well, earlier, you had people scarfing up by large amounts, certain items possibly trying to make money on them later on yeah crazy and, wasn't it well yeah it's just unfortunate the people like, like to take advantage but you, you know I, I think that's a good transition you know th there's there's a lot of good that's come out of this too though uh you, you know i'm a member of rio revolution church and uh and, and you know they've they've uh they've taken a different approach now rio revolution is an online only uh at at this point it's it's where they don't have uh, a broadcast uh, or you can't go to the broadcast campuses. Uh, it's all done online due to the coronavirus uh, deal. So uh, again, if you're if you know where I'm talking about uh, at the current moment, 
uh, services don't take place right there. But they've taken an, a, an opportunity here in Blount County to know that there's a need out there. That that Food City, Kroger, uh, Walmart, etc. All these all these places are wiped clean out, and that people are 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 maybe that that didn't have means to just jump out and get it needed to wait till payday or what have you. They still have a need for food, and they, they it's it's kind of simply called Feed Blunt County. It's a it's a ministry that they started kind of in wake of this, uh, to where they're giving food away, uh, doing different things. Uh, last week they did a did one at the broadcast campus, had food trucks at the at the church, and people came in in the hundreds, and they just handed them food, and 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 it was a good ministry because you know it, it's sometimes, and, and you know to kind of paraphrase. Uh, some quotes from uh, from Pastor Pacer is, you know, he said he, he said he wants his church to be uh, about the least of these. And, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't make you any less to have a need. And, and I think they've taken that to heart. And, and in these times, uh, they've they've uh, made a ministry out of uh, helping people, giving people food and delivering something that you can't get at the stores right now. And it, it's a good it's a good faith hand. It's a it's a good good bit of food, and uh, they'll be doing that again this week. Today, uh, let me let me look at my look at my note. That way, I don't get it wrong. Uh, today, eleven to six at Alcoa Intermediate School, they're going to be giving away food. So, if you're in the Alcoa area, or if you have means to get there, uh, check them out. It's eleven to six, or eleven until they run out of food. Boone, what what, what can you say about about a church that's about the you know about the needs of those who who maybe can't get what they need? But uh, Real Revolution Food Giveaway Monday, Alcoa Intermediate uh, School, 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. max or 11 a.m. until uh, they don't have any more food to give out. And then also Wednesday uh, at the 411 campus, Real Revolution 411 campus, uh, 11 a.m. also until 6 p.m. So, again, get the, get out there if you have a need and, and get that need filled uh, with food. So, uh, again, I, I think it's great what what some of these local churches and churches have partnered with Real Revolution. It's not a, a sole venture. I know uh, he had said Faith Promise Church, uh, First Baptist Maryville, uh, Blunt Community Church, a lot of different churches, and I, and I may have left a few off, and if so, I apologize. But uh, a lot of churches have kind of broke down denominational walls uh, to help our community, and I think that speaks to Blunt County and what that means, what we have here. But I think it also says a lot about uh, the need that was seen and the need that's looking to be met. And you're talking community spirit, the chance to step up. And why well, you know people did not want to lose their jobs, and it happened so quickly. They need the food. They, the older people, uh, can't go get it. Don't want to be around other people, and it says a lot for the church. Chance for the people to to feel good, the brotherly spirit, to really step up and help others. And uh, I, I will say this, any time you try to, to help those uh, in a bad situation, you are going to be blessed so quickly. It's going to come right back to you. And uh, I love what's going on. We need to step it up, help all we can. You go in a local restaurants and uh talk to a couple managers uh, like the one at captain d's and uh you know that they just have to let uh, a lot of the help go and they're they're scrounging around trying to get jobs make ends meet and uh we need to grow together and help each other with this 
Absolutely. And, and I kind of looked up the 411 campus of Rio Revolution. The Wednesday uh, food giveaway, Feed Blunt County, um, it is at 5939 U.S. Highway 411 uh, in Maryville, Tennessee, 37801. Again, that's 5939 U.S. 411 in Maryville, 37801. But, uh, y- you know, Boone, you know, yesterday at church, again, I'm, I'm kind of um, – I don't know. I, I guess I, it kind of clicked with me uh, yesterday, and this is a great this is a great illustration uh, that I think people need to hear because you know I think a fallen world, a helpless world, uh, those are all all uh, buzzwords or, or comments that you hear from media uh, that that's kind of drumming this thing uh, as as apocalyptical you know top top deal. But Pastor Pacer shared a story yesterday about about a sparrow that landed on his truck. Uh, he said, I was, uh, you know, he's kind of doing his thing last week. He was, uh, he may have been coming home from the, the first food giveaway, but he's sitting there in his driveway and all of a sudden a little sparrow lands on his, on his mirror. And he looks out and he says, he said, that sparrow didn't have a care in the world. And I, and again, I'm paraphrasing. If you want the full scoop. We're talking a, a still alive sparrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just chilling. Uh, and he's like kind of pecking around, you know, looking for what he sees, whatever. Doesn't know he's there. Doesn't know pastor's there. Doesn't know anything's going on. And and pastor says, he's not worried about where his next meal's coming from. He's not worried about if he's got enough toilet paper. He's not. You know. He's not. He's. You know. He's he, not in a panic. He is, fearful mode. Yeah. He is. He is within himself and understands that things are going to be taken care of. And, and then he references the Bible verse. And and, and I should have wrote it down, but basically. That said, you know, if 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 I'm taking care of the birds of the sky, and and I being, you know, the the Lord speaking says, if I can take care of the birds of the sky, are you? Am I not going to be able to take care of you? Are you not more important? And I think that's a great point because you you look at it, and and I think a lot of people that they are spiritual and they want things to go their way, but they don't believe, they don't have the faith, and I think these times like this kind of push that issue. And I think you just got to kind of let go, let God kind of deal. Take care of your business. You know, do what you can to, to make people safe and, and to help yourself. But at the same rate, there's a certain bit of faith that's got to come with times like these. And, and I think that's a, that's a good illustration of, of you know, what we're, what we're looking at. Absolutely. And uh, this we're in the middle of a circumstance is what it is. And what we need to do is use it to uh, establish a better relationship and um, build our faith, build our works, and it's going to make us all a better person. Um, we just we need to take it as it comes, see it for what it's worth, and uh, we're going to be better. The nation's going to be better. There's a uh, – certainly uh, we people in sports know this, but – there, there's an opportunity for super, super, super teamwork where uh, we're only as good as our weakest link. Oh, yeah. And if our weakest link is starving and they want to work and talk to a girl today and she said, I have checks coming until May the 31st. And after that, everything's up in the air. And uh, we need to, to step up and, and help them. 
Yeah, I, I think I think there's a lot of good things going on right now, and and you know over the next few weeks, I think a lot more good things are going to go on. But if you if you want, if you're interested in the Alcoa Intermediate Food Giveaway again today, Alcoa Intermediate School uh, from from eleven to six. So if you're listening back to the to the later broadcast uh, again, they're probably still there. Just get out to Alcoa Intermediate and get that. Check that out. Get some food, and then of course Wednesday they'll be at the 411 campus of Rio Revolution. And again, that, that address is 5939 US 411 uh, in Maryville. So check that out and, and get get some help, uh, some needed help that's provided by local churches and, and, and again, spearheaded by Rio Revolution. But if you have more questions or want to see other things that's going on at Rio, uh, again, go to their website, riorevolution.com, or check them out on Facebook, Rio Revolution Church. So, well, I know the... Uh the flu, of course, we know it it kills a lot more people yearly. I have learned a little bit about this. Uh, the flu basically deals with like uh, the nose and the throat, the upper area of the they call it upper respiratory, and uh, coronavirus deals with the lower respiratory. But uh, like we said earlier, it, if it gets here and a bunch of people get it, it could multiply like crazy. Oh yeah. And, uh, but I think I think local businesses have taken a really good stance on it. I mean, even Denso, uh, near near five thousand employees, uh, have taken steps. There is zero confirmed cases at DMTN, and that's what that's what Denso that's Denso logo for Denso Marable. <laughs> and uh, but, every uh, every room that you walk by, depending on the size, it'll say uh, six people approved for meeting, four people approved. And I went to work Friday, Wayno, and was met by a gentleman and. He uh, observed all of us and determined whether we had the virus, and he let all ten of us in. And a lot of cleaning and precautions, and uh, we're we're stepping up. We're all doing it together. It looks like. I hope so. I hope so. But again, uh, just an update here. Uh, we're going to talk some sports, uh, but first, I thought we needed to speak about the the situation at hand, kind of a state of the union, if you will, coming out of the weekend. And, uh, again, talk about some great things that's going on here in Blunt County. Local churches stepping up and, and feeding our county. Uh, again, it's a, it's a great thing to do, and it'll be going on today and Wednesday at least, and, and maybe and beyond. But let's take us a break listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk a little, little, little sports. We're going to step back to March Madness. We're going to talk a little bit what would have been the first Monday after opening weekend of March Madness. We're going to talk about big upsets uh, maybe in round one, but we're going to talk about our top five biggest upsets of March Madness. We'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 
or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Dental disease affects about 80% of dogs over the age of three, and your dog's oral health has a major impact on their overall well-being. You can help your dog fight plaque and maintain healthy teeth and gums with Good Friends Dental Bones from Rule King. Good Friends Dental Bones contain no wheat, corn, or soy and include five natural breath fresheners that's sure to make your dog's welcoming breath as sweet. Pick up a 27-ounce package of Good Friends Dental Bones for just $19.99, only at Rule King, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner as we grind it out here on a Monday edition. Boone, uh, told you about 
a little bit off air, and we talked yesterday. Uh, the first weekend of March Madness would have been this past weekend, and and I don't know about you, but that just kind of I was like, man. So I I literally I kind of binge watched a lot of, of March Madness slash basketball stuff. Like I watched the Fab Five, thirty for thirty about Michigan. I watched the last day, or the last days of night, the the Bob Knight story. You know how he kind of lost his cool, basically lost it from the go. But they finally winning did not atone for for all of his things there towards the end. I watched the uh, the gurus of go talking about the Loyola uh, Marymount. You know the offense that just was go 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 go. Uh, watched that a little bit. Watched. Watch several other little basket. Oh, Survive in Advance, probably one of my favorite. Have you seen that, the Jim Valvano story? Parts of it. One of my favorite 30 for 30s because when he's at the ESPYs and he's he's a, he's receiving that award, I guess some guy, and, and it's funny how things just get in the way, but some production guy was like, you know, kind of telling him he had five seconds left. He said, Basically, he said, I've got tumors all over my body. You think I care about there being five seconds left? Oh, man, I missed that part. And uh, Spoke the truth, didn't he? Well, he's just like, and that was Jimmy V, kind of in its entirety. You know, he, he didn't really like sugarcoat a lot. So, you know, I watched a lot of basketball this weekend, really watched a lot to, to try to click in and, and, and kind of have some semblance of March Madness. You know, a lot of people's coining it March Sadness. And, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I have fully uh, engaged myself every day in, in a way to, to have sports, whether it's, you know, yesterday ESPN had the Ocho back on uh, and, and they had all the, the crazy stuff that was. And I don't know that that doesn't need to be like a, a monthly thing or, you know, what have you. Some people say leave it on there year round. But uh, one thing I, I thought about, I watched the uh, I Still Hate Christian Leitner. I thought that's a great one. Which, by the way, us going to Duke there a couple months ago kind of solidified the uh, the impact that was Christian Leitner. That was uh, that was against UNLV, right? What um, Duke's Which first one? NCAA championship? Well, it was. I was just talking about the shot against Kentucky. Yeah. Anytime you can take down Kentucky, we're we're friends. We have a we have a common theme here. But no, no, Duke. Duke's got a lot of successes. I mean, but but you know that kind of had to start back when. Uh, and, and I I thought it was funny last night. I'm watching the last days of night, the Bob Knight story, and it's interesting the fact the trajectories uh, that those West Point coaches had. Uh, you know, you, uh, you know Bob Knight coached there. Uh, Mike Shishovsky played there. Uh, Don Devoe. It's it's interesting the level of success and the. I don't want to say this in a way that, that makes them look bad, but, I mean, it's true. The dictatorship that they started as a coach. There was only one way to do it. It wasn't let's come and have a a, a cross-functional team and figure out what's the best offense. He even said it last night. They showed a clip of a, uh, of a, of a, of a press conference, and he said, we're not going to ask them what their offense they want to run is. They're going to do what I – what I want them to do because it, you know, that's the way we do it here at Indiana. And, and, and there's a point to that, that, you know, Laura and I were talking because we do that. We pause it and we'll talk about things for a minute and then we'll play it again. I think there's a super fine line between that level of aggressiveness and, and crazy. You know what I'm saying? In, in the fact that 
there's a point that you know there's people that say Pat Summit couldn't coach the way she she coached nowadays. There's a lot of people that say you know a lot of the Bear Bryant couldn't coach the way he coached nowadays. And and, and I don't know what that says about about today's athlete. I, I don't know. I, that's not what I'm here to dig into. But I think what it is 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 there was a changing of the times, and and Bob Knight didn't change with them. And, and I think you look. Uh, across sports, and that that is going to kind of continue to unfold. I think the blow up at at Cameron Indoor maybe two months ago, where Mike Shishovsky went over and kind of blasted the student section. I think that's a chink in the armor. I think that's a a guy who's basically had enough. I wouldn't be surprised if if we're on the the last year or two of Mike Shishovsky. One, he looked a little fragile, and then two, uh, that's just uncharacteristic. So. Uh, I'll be interested in how that comes out. But, Boone, uh, what did you do this weekend? Did you do any kind of uh, uh, March Madnessing, if you will? I tried to get in the mood and thinking about the teams. Uh, I remember the games and the upsets, and I was like, wait a minute. I need to really refresh and try to remember some of these uh, players. It's no secret, Wayne. No, I go back a lot farther than you. What? But, uh <laughs> I remember uh, David Thompson uh, played for the Wolfpack. Really, really high school basketball. You're just so into it. Why did he get our attention? He could jump 42-inch vertical leap. We never heard of such. Uh, of course, um, Davidson, our uh, three-point specialist, Mr. Curry, he had coming out parties in March Madness. He rang up uh, 40 on Gonzaga. We'd never really heard of him until he started really doing good. Uh, you mentioned, uh, we mentioned UNLV earlier. Uh, Stacy Ogman was National Defensive Player of the Year. They were undefeated uh, when they met Duke. Uh, Ogman could take any player that any team had and basically shut them down. It beat all we'd ever seen. Um, of course, they had the other big guy, Larry, played for uh, – God, what was Larry's last name? Stacy Ogman uh, played Go- for the Charlotte Hornets. Google it. Larry that played for the Charlotte Hornets. Guarantee it'll come up. Uh, and then we had the Shark coach, Tarkanian. Weirdest thing you ever saw, Wayne, they would bring him this wet towel, a white towel, wet. He wouldn't even look at the manager. Manager comes running up there, dressed nicely in a suit, hands him a towel. He crams it in his mouth and starts sucking on it. Is that him? Ball-headed guy? Larry Johnson? Larry Johnson. Boom. Google wins. Yeah, they were awesome. Uh, They beat Duke uh, the year before by 30, and then Duke comes back in the final that you were talking about, Christian Leitner. Um, the players, it, it's just super. Uh, some of these games we're probably going to talk about. Uh, Chris Mullins, you remember him? He was yeah. on that. Uh, did you know he was basically deadly when he got to within 35 feet of the goal? He took uh, – remember where he played? It's where he's coaching now. St. Mary's. St. John's. <laughs> It's close. Yeah, that's, that's saintly close. Saintly close. He took them uh, to the NCAA's four years and uh, All-American. Did I get like half credit? Yeah, yeah. I felt like it. I mean, the first word was right. 
You got to get that one. But the players, uh, guys like to watch these games and compare the players and uh, see who's going to do better this year. And uh, before I forget, getting back to what you said, Wayno, uh, some of these uh, Army West Point coaches, when you mix intelligence with uh, strong discipline and they've seen it work, and in their mind the, the players are somewhat immature and, and they might be an enemy and – if I ever get off track and really lose, it's because of a lack of discipline. But even with those things in in your head, you got to be like uh, Bear Bryant. Uh, one thing you got to say about him is he did change with the game, and that kept him from uh, falling. Being brave enough to go to the wishbone, and uh, but that's what I did. Wayne knows it's it's kind of refreshed myself on the players, and. Uh, I'm really missing these picks and the boards and uh, the relatives come in from South Carolina. We all meet and we watch and we brag when we pick the upsets. And isn't it amazing, speaking of that, we know how long it took for a number 16 seed to actually win. I think there were 135 games played before number 16 finally It was the actual uh, – Oh, got a, got a win in the tournament period. It was the Virginia game, right? You talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, just a couple years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it it was amazing. You're talking about UMBC, and uh, no no shocker here. That's going to be on my list. And, and I think it's funny that that you talk about kind of the the I don't know what you say it the 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 difference in in exposure. I guess is a good way to put it. You you've been exposed to a lot more uh, NCAA tournaments than I have. I I have a full disclosure here until about. Well, <laughs> this is probably embarrassing to say. Until the turn of the century, I would say, I was football only. I, I cared about uh, college football. Peyton graduated, went to the NFL, and then I found out there was an NFL. That's somewhat true and somewhat not true. I had NFL Quarterback Club 97 on Nintendo 64. So I did know there was an NFL. I knew there was a Brett Favre because he was on the cover, and I knew the Denver Broncos were on there because they had Terrell Davis – they had Shannon Sharp, they had John Elway, uh, and they had Ed McCaffrey. Those were my those were my bigs right there. And then Peyton, you know, like I said, I pick him up, and then all of a sudden he goes to the Colts, and I'm like, oh yeah, why not like the Colts? It's he's got they've got Peyton. And then it forever became college football as a whole and the Colts. And then it ended up becoming all college football as a whole, the Colts, and then hating the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Patriots. Because the Jacksonville Jaguars, for the early part of Peyton's career, ruined his seasons. So, and then it, it kind of unfolded. You know, I'll, I'll say this. It was probably Bruce Pearl that really hooked me into Tennessee basketball. It was probably uh, Chris Lofton and, 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 and uh, what was his name? Dane Bradshaw and, and, and you know, uh, Smith and, and all those young guys that he had, the, the basically scrappers that he had that I really kind of fell in love with with college basketball. And then it became, you know, we want to beat John Calipari at Memphis. And then we wanted to beat John Calipari at, at Kentucky. And then we wanted to go out there and shock the world and beat Kansas. When you get hooked on the rivals, that's yeah. what really makes a fan out of you. Well, and I think because I've done the other now. I went to Atlanta uh, to watch the Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. I'm not a fan of either one of those. I think the Pan or the Falcons stadium is maybe – the nicest sports venue I've ever been to in my life. I mean, as far as just amenities, 
bathrooms are clean, nice concession stands, great seats, not a bad chair in the house. It's awesome. And then it's it's indoors, so, I mean, the weather impact is, is none. Oh, it's a so, palace. It's a palace or a castle. It's not an arena. It's huge. <laughs> it's, and, and honestly, the, the modern marvel that is the Falcon made out of, like, scrap metal outside i mean it's 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 awesome it's huge but what i'm saying is i went to one of those games to where you're not impacted win lose or draw you just leave and i don't like it i don't like that feeling because i'm a fan to where i want to be mad when we lose and i want to be like arrogant when we win i'm just i mean i'm just that guy i'm not gonna badmouth people but i like to know yeah we won because we should have won you, you know what i'm saying so and it's fun in your mind to have all the years kind of come together. Right. Like my mind has a lot of uh, NCAA's in it, and you compare them, and that's what makes it so much fun. Like you said, yeah, we get nervous to put the uh, the headphones on Boone because there's information sticking out. We don't want to mess our ear- headphones up. But uh, true that <laughs> NT way anyway. Easy, young blood. Yeah, I know. Right. I text Boone this morning and asked him if he was awake, and uh, he said, "I'm awake, young blood," and I'm like. Is there like a beat in the background that I'm not hearing? But anyway, anyway, I digress. But what I was saying is, is as the Bruce Pearl brought me into college basketball, I learned about the Kentucky rivalries. I learned about not liking Billy Donovan at Florida. I learned about all of that, that mantra that is. And then all of a sudden, a couple of those players go to the NBA. And then I'm like, well, I like LeBron. You know, I think he's a great player. I followed him through the 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 first Cleveland uh, when he was losing to, to the Spurs, and then then when he went to Miami, and then you know kind of went to four straight you know finals, and then came back to Cleveland, wins one. So so anyway, the NBA kind of came in. I, I'm trying to explain to you how I continue to add sports to this repertoire. Baseball. I mean, there's always been a token like for baseball. I mean, the Braves. Uh, the Yankees, I know that's like an, a weird marriage, but that's the two teams I like, the Braves and the Yankees. And, and, and you know, the, the championships that were the late 90s, early 2000s kind of hooked me to the Yankees. And then the Braves, are just the, they're the, always the hometown team and you want them to do well. But then a couple years ago, we added the, the Nashville Predators, put them on the map because, you know, again, uh, success breeds interest. I mean, I, I, I'd love to say that I was there from day one. And I was just the biggest fan. No, no, but, I wasn't. <laughs> but this madness, Wayno, 65 teams, oh, yeah. one and done. And we're going to go all the way to number one. Well, 60, 68 now. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> Six, 68. And but, it comes during uh, spring break, and a lot of times you're, uh, the, the school's time it where you get to go to the beach and watch this madness and just a ton of memories. And, well, uh, and, and I was bringing that, too, because here's the thing. I've added a lot more sports here lately. I added the XFL. I've, I've put in uh, this new thing. I don't know if you saw it on my Facebook, the, the marble racing. Like, that's my thing. I've always liked NASCAR. My grandfather liked NASCAR. But there's nothing, nothing like March Madness. There's nothing like you, you're jumping on the floor and there's 40 minutes away from going to the next round, but there's 40 exact same minutes away from going to the house. And, and the thing is, you're not going to be on your home floor you're not going to be in front of your home fans more than likely unless you're one of those that travel very well. And it's it's a moment to where, you know, I've always kind of looked at it from the underdog perspective because when Tennessee's in it, you know, let, let's not – I think we can we can say this plainly. Tennessee's not a, a lock winner. 
they're not a lock push to a Final Four. You know, and, and so I think I've always lived in those underdog shoes in the, the fact that I'm like, we've got a chance here. It's a neutral site game. You know, we've probably got as many fans here as they do. Uh, and, and we just got to play 40 good minutes of basketball. And the cool thing about that is, is, you know, Tennessee to anybody, it's a D1 to a D1, right? But there's a lot of these schools. You know, you talk about the St. Mary's, St. John's, what have you. They're not known to be a football school. They're not known to really be any anything. Basketball is their thing. You know what I'm saying? And and so these there's a lot of things that, that people have to live up to. I mean, the Dukes of the world, they're out, they're on my list here uh, of, of big-time upsets. And I, and I think you talk about March Madness, you can't talk about it without upsets. But as we've uh, tailored in uh, this uh, this big deal, uh, let's, let's go ahead and get five and four out of the way, then we're going to take a break. Do you have a number one upsetting a number one? I hope you don't. I do not. That's not an upset to me. Well, I'm I'm going to surprise you. You're going to shock me then? I'm going to give I, you Booner's version of why it is an upset. I will tell you this. I will tell you this. None of mine are out of the second round. Because to me, if there, there's several of these that are upsets that, that are. There's Cinderella's that, that go in there and finish it. But there's uh, but there's a, there's something about you know, walking in the ring and, and doing the old Buster Douglas and just saying, boom, it's my house, and popping you right in the mouth. And so my, all mine are mostly first and second round. So like the Wisconsin over, I think it was Wisconsin over Kentucky or whatever, and it was a regional final, you were a one seed. It's not an upset. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get five and four out of the way. Uh, I'll let you go with your, with your five. I'm always attracted to the SEC, Wayno. Shocker. 1986, number 11, LSU. Plays a, a blue blood I'm not really fond of in the Elite Eight. And that was number one ranked Kentucky. Uh, this game occurred basically as our, as our modern tournament. We're still trying to figure out the rules, Wayno, and then the seating. The reason I bring that up is uh, the coach at that time, Dale Brown, uh, he he basically took the rules as, as they had it, and uh, LSU was underseeded, grossly underseeded, but he lucks into playing these first two games at home, and he wins them. He defeats a sixth seed, a third seed, a second seed, and a number one seed to become, and here's why I put him here, number one, I like the SEC, and number two, he became the only seed below the eighth seed to make the final four in the first 20 years of the modern tournament. And anytime uh, someone upsets Kentucky at number one, I'm loving it and I have to put it on my list. I hear you. I actually go with another blue blood getting upset, of course, in, in, in my top five. And it's not very long ago. It's about five or six years ago. Uh, number 14 seeded Mercer knocked off number three seeded Duke. Uh, in the 2014 round of 64, this game gets forgotten because Duke lost further. It it has a uh, it has more uh, implicating losses on the list of uh, March Madness upsets. It's more impressive now looking back because a talented Duke roster that had kind of underachieved had Jabari Parker, Rodney Hood, uh, both of which are now on on NBA star level. Uh, Mercer's five seniors, though, late in that game, didn't take that too too kindly as they went on a late 20-5 to run to spring the upset in Raleigh, 
North Carolina, 25 miles away from Duke's campus. So Love it. So, yeah, that's that's my number five. And, uh, you know, Boone, I just thought of something. It's not March Madness if you don't have a Final Four. So let's take our break, listen to our fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to have the Final Four biggest March Madness upsets as spoken by Boone and Wayne. We'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, Monday edition, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. Come on back. You don't want to miss it. a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Tired of your current job? Looking for a career change? Take the first step by attending the Blunt County Job Fair on March 24th from 1 to 5 p.m. at the Foothills Mall in Maribel. Sponsored by Blackberry Farm, Pellissippi State Community College, Clayton Homes, and the City of Maribel, more than 40 employers will be on hand with jobs available in hospitality, medical services, telecommunications, construction, internet technology, and much more. So find your next career at the Blunt County Job Fair on March 24th at Foothills Mall. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to The Grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports.
And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Monday edition of The Grind. Alongside Booner, we're talking Final Four of Biggest March Madness Upsets. Uh, we started off as I picked I picked a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, Mercer over Duke in 2014 in the first round, and uh, and Boone had who was your pick again? Again, knocking off Kentucky, LSU, Dale Brown's 86 LSU Tigers. All right, we got about 11 minutes, Boone. So we got to kind of be we got to be quick as the Final Four can be, and uh, and talk a little bit about uh, the upsets. Who you got at four? Kentucky was on the verge. They're number one. They had Cat, Big Cat, Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns, Towns, and they had four lottery picks. They were 38-0. They're ranked number one from the first week of the season, wire-to-wire AP. They featured not two, not three, but four lottery picks. I mean, it's a done deal. They're, they're going to win it all. Wisconsin, also a number one, knocks them off. No team in the modern era was as talented, Wayno, as Kentucky was. And uh, I I admit it, when I see our number one uh, competitor here, the Big Blue, get knocked off, I love it. And uh, revenge was sweet. Why was it sweet? Because Wisconsin had been knocked off by them. Uh, they were Kentucky was number eight seed a year earlier. And uh, so they got them back. You got to love it. Stop that wire-to-wire action. Right. Got to love it indeed. Mine's going to be – it's 2012, the first round. Number 15-seeded Norfolk State knocked off number two-seeded Missouri. Uh, It it was Missouri entered the tournament at a 30-4 and record behind a high-flying offense and and was a 21-and-a-half-point favorite in the game. But Norfolk State's Kyle O'Quinn put on a monster 26 points – 14 rebounds to lead the Spartans uh, to a victory. Their win was eclipsed just hours later by a second 15-2 upset by Duke, but Missouri's loss remains the biggest upset by point spread in March Madness history. Don't you love it when a team wins and we never even heard of them? They always have a state after that. Yeah, I know, right. Or, yeah, I'm waiting on uh, – well, not all of them do. There, one of them on my list uh, – it has a a four letter acronym for for theirs, but uh, but who you got at three? And we're we gotta tune it up just a hair. Eighty five Villanova, ranked number eight against the world beater Georgetown. You've heard of Patrick Ewing, right? Yes. Number one NBA lottery pick. They were thirty five and two. He was national player of the year. Done deal. They're going to win it. What does Villanova do? They got off only. 28 shots. Georgetown got off 53. And I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? Villanova did not get off many shots, I know, but for the entire game, they hit 79%. Second half, they hit 90%. They didn't need to get off a lot. Uh, They had just defeated number one Michigan, number two North Carolina, and another number two seed Memphis just to get here. And they had one assist and zero points off the bench, but they shot 90% in the second half. And Raleigh Massimino, the guy with that crazy hair, <laughs> did it. He upset Georgetown. That's awesome. That's awesome. Got, got to love the, the Georgetown upset. And I'm going to stick with one, too. 
Uh-huh. 2013 first round, number 15-seeded Florida Gulf Coast. Upset number two-seeded Georgetown. I've been there. Been right there. Florida right. Gulf Coast. Yeah. Yeah, we were used to Georgetown uh, being upset by this point, but never quite like this. Florida Gulf Coast University had only been a university since 1997, a tournament and tournament eligible only twice. The Eagles ran up and down the court and had a 21-2 run punctuated by multiple alley-opes and showtime dunks, earning the nickname Dunk City en route to the only Sweet 16 appearance ever by a 15 seed. So, Gotta um, love it. You, you know, they, they followed it up with a couple more victories. But uh, Georgetown, I just remember – I remember that game, you know, because they had like maybe the ugliest uniforms ever. Uh, they were blue and had like some like ugly green on the side, and they're the Eagles, and it just it just didn't fit. But at Georgetown just kept looking to the sideline, going, "When are they going to stop? Like, when are they going to understand we're Georgetown and this is supposed to go our way?" <laughs> they put on a, a dunk show that was unreal, as yeah. I recall. Athletically, they were just they on that night they were head and shoulders uh, better. Uh, than Georgetown. Go ahead with number two, Boone. Well, I finally got it. The final game, right? Here. I finally got it. I got a number 16 beat a number one, and I thought, wait a minute, what in the world is UMBC? The BC is actually Baltimore County. Oh, yeah. University of Maryland. Why was it such a big deal? Virginia was favored by 21 points. They lost by 20. UMBC covered the spread by 41 points. I just thought it was interesting watching the Cavaliers panic and flounder and just absolutely quit. They were ranked on Ken Palm metrics, 168th in the nation. And a columnist read, wrote an 8,000-word article about this entire tournament. Guess how many words he donated to UMBC? Zero. Zero words for the Retrievers. So uh, – I remember their uniforms. They kind of had like a Hoosiers look to them. I mean, because they were they had retrievers in cursive. That's that's another weird thing. You've never heard of them, and you never seen their uniforms. What cursive? No, I'm just kidding. The the retrievers. The retrievers. Lab, Labrador retrievers. That's interesting that that's your number two because I've got a little. I've got it in my list. My number two was, and and I I just realized that I have three fifteen two upsets in my top five. I mean, awesome. I mean, I think it's big. I think it's big. 15-seeded Middle Tennessee State upsets number two Michigan State in round number one. Uh, this was an upset we thought we'd always remember. This is one that took down bracket pools everywhere and the closest we'd ever been to a 16-1 upset until my number one. Uh, Michigan State was a two-seed, but they were treated like a tournament favorite. And this was not just any old team. This was Tom Izzo and a bunch of seniors and final four streaks, and the surest thing on the bracket until they weren't. Middle Tennessee came in, shocked the world in round in the round of 64, and knocked off Michigan State. And, and Michigan State is a tournament team. I mean, they're one that doesn't always look beautiful in the regular season, but but is able uh, to come out and really kind of shock the world. A lot of times, Michigan State will be technically the number two team, Wayno, and everybody's thinking, well, they're my favorite because of Izzo and his reputation and basketball foundations that he brings to the game absolutely absolutely well he's just a he's a gamer he's a guy who knows how to get them ready and get them up but boom we got about four minutes what you got on on number one you're gonna love it 1966 texas western miners five starters five black players 
going against the big blue blood Kentucky Adolf Rupp's all white starters. Was that Rupp's runs? Uh, after the game, it was. <laughs> this game is is major, Wayne. It would help desegregation in sports. It showed that blacks are just as good. Well, they're actually better than whites in this game. Five point nine guard Bobby Joe Hill. He had two back to back steals. And uh, Kentucky just went into shock. They had never seen a player of his quickness and his uh, what I call playmaking. And uh, it put them on the map, and it opened the door for the uh, blacks and desegregation. Major game. Really proud of what they did. Bobby Joe Hill, 5'9 point guard, unbelievable. Yeah, I went with uh, my number one was the UMBC uh, 16 over the one Virginia. I don't know how you can have – uh, March Madness upsets and that not be really close to the top, uh, and, and it's just because of what it what it looked like. And and again, it was UMBC not being scared of Virginia, and Virginia was the odds-on favorite that year. Uh, they were they were looking to win their national championship. They ended up coming back and getting one later. But uh, I'll tell you, that was a that was a tough time for Virginia Cavalier fans because they come in, they were hot off of a great season. I believe they had won the ACC. Can you believe how good defensively that coach had them playing? Oh yeah. Well, he just they they weren't scared, and I think in that in that I ain't way, scared in that in that situation uh, that that they've they had taken a step in the in the right direction. But no, it's it's a great uh, it it's a great mantra, and it's a great um, you know uh, opportunity to show what March March Madness is all about. I mean, it's about the 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 tournament getting started. If you're in the field, you've got a shot. And UMBC uh, made the best of it and and shocked good old Virginia in uh, in uh, in in the round of 64. Man, it, it was great. But want to give some honorable mentions out there uh, because you couldn't get all of them on a top five. I really like the uh, the 14 seeded Cleveland State knocking off Indiana in the 86 first round. Uh, that that kind of was the start of the decline of Bobby Knight a little bit. Uh, because they went on like a three-year stretch where they lost in the first round three straight years. And it, and it kind of ended up clicking uh, some of the boxes that people needed to start asking questions about what was going on. Yeah, a little bit of rebellion there, and you could see it. Yeah, and, and Cleveland State uh, is one of two 14 seeds to get to the Sweet 16 ever. So it, they were a, they were a team that, that got hot at the right time and made it work for them. But Boone... Uh, we're right up here against the timeline. Jason Swain, the Swain event coming up at the top of the hour. But if you like what you've heard and you want some more, check us out on our website, thegrindonsports.com. Right there you'll have your your links to both Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Google Play Music. And you can ask us questions if you want to. You can check that out. It'll it'll send me a message, and we'll talk about it on the air but again that's the grind on sports.com it's the hub for everything you want to know about the grind and uh i would say some things you don't but i don't think there's anything bad on there but uh check it out it's a pretty good link and again you can listen to our podcast you can hear all of our shows that we've had before you can hear this one in its entirety here in about 30 minutes so if you like what you've heard and want some more check us out the grind on sports.com but boone thanks for coming in We'll see you next week, and uh, and hopefully it's not raining. Hopefully it's safe, and hopefully we're back to business as usual. And uh, enjoy it, Wayno. You have a safe day. We're gonna have a good day. I'm gonna get on out of here and uh, and make it work. Make it work. Get out. Stay safe. Uh, and and again, 
Uh, as I've said uh, a lot here in the last few weeks, if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, wash those hands, and yes, grind on. We'll see you tomorrow. Jeffy Mack in studio. We'll talk then. See you. Bye.